Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. The Magi followed the star to Jesus, even if they hit a temporary dead end with King Herod. Just as the stars guided the Magi to Jesus, other stars guide us to Jesus. What star words might help us as we seek Jesus in a new year? In this week's Message of the Week, we hear the story of the Magi from Matthew chapter 2. We celebrate the upcoming new year with a light that can only come from the Lord. Pastor Bryce Blank asks, what star words will make an impact on you this upcoming year? Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, as we seek to be disciples of Jesus Christ, we seek to live like him. Help us to hear what we need to hear, that we might be able to act and grow closer to you. In this we pray. Amen. So our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and it kind of picks up from where we left off in the Christmas story, uh, featuring the magi or the wise men as they are called. And so I invite you to read along with me on the screen as we take a look at that uh, piece of scripture that really this part of the story is only included in the gospel of Matthew. So let's take a look. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the territory of Judea, during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen this star in the east and we've come to honor him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled. And everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what the prophet wrote. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means are you least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found out from them the time when the, when the star had first appeared. He said to them in Bethlehem, or he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search carefully for the child. When you found him, report to me, so that I too may go and honor him. When they heard the king, they went and looked. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling to their knees, they, to their knees, they honored him. Then they opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is the word of God spoken to us today. So our story from Matthew happened a long, long time ago in a place far, far away. And when I think about the Magi in our story today, I can't help but think about Star Wars, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And Star Wars is this action-packed, complicated fantasy series that in essence is basically a giant battle between a really big evil and a small force for good. 
And I know that there are plenty of movies and TV shows and books and all sorts of things that that uh, expand the Star Wars universe. But basically, uh, they all kind of model after the first three movies, which are about the big evil called the Empire, ruling out of force and power, and the small rebel alliance who tries to uh, defeat them. And the Empire is, is, is kind of led by this big brooding character, Darth Vader. And he rules with absolute power. He basically uh, works out of fear to keep people in line, keep people in check. And so the Rebel Alliance, they're this small group that doesn't really have any resources. They don't really stand much of a chance against Darth Vader and the Empire. And over time, the Rebel Alliance loses battles over and over. Their allies get taken out. And basically, the message is sent that anybody who seeks to defeat or uh, overthrow or defy the Empire is only going to be met with destruction and death and more hardship. And so for the people living under the rule of the Empire, they have no choice but to simply accept their reality. Now, I think the characters and the story of Star Wars mirrors quite a bit to the characters and the story that our Magi find themselves in today. The main characters of our story being the Magi, but also King Herod. And we know a lot about King Herod and not very much about the Magi. King Herod is this kind of Darth Vader type figure of our story, the big bad guy where he rules out of power using all of his resources and fear and authority to govern over his people. And we know a lot about King Herod, partly because of what he left behind. He was known for building massive structures, using his power, using his resources for these great structures. And one of them uh, is called Masada. As a strategic ruler, King Herod basically went to the tallest mountain in the desert he could find. He leveled it off and built a giant fortress. And being strategic that he is, that means that he can see any enemy trying to defy him for miles and miles away. So it's not like he's going to be surprised. And similarly, if an enemy even was able to get close enough to him in the fortress, they had to climb up the entire mountain while being attacked from above. So this is just one of many examples of how he was using his power and resources to continue to be in control. Now, another structure um, that King Herod built was called Herodium. It's one that I got to visit when I uh, went to Israel. And it's this giant fortress. It's where he, uh, they actually found his tomb. But what struck me the most about this structure was that it actually had a swimming pool located right next to it. <clears throat> Doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right? I mean, if we were to build ourselves a fortress, we are kings today, we probably would include a swimming pool because they're pretty cool. But considering the fact this Herodium structure is located in the middle of a desert and was built and used during the first century, the idea of a pool becomes much more of an impossible idea. And the fact that he had one illustrates to us, again, the power that he had and the resources that King Herod had 
at his disposal. He was basically only answering to Caesar Augustus. And so he could do a lot of what he wanted to do and impose his will as needed. And on top of this, he went to great lengths to ensure that he remained in power and that his power wasn't questioned. And so the birth of Jesus and Jesus' mere existence was a threat to King Herod because Herod, or because Jesus was born and proclaimed to be the Savior, the Messiah, the new King of the Jews. And so not only was this a direct threat to Herod, but also then to Caesar and the entire Roman Empire. And uh, the other part of this is that uh, this, the, Jesus came and was the Messiah and the Savior, but was, this was an act of God. And so what it creates then is this giant standoff between two dueling characters, God on one side and the might of King Herod, Caesar, and the Roman Empire on the other. And stuck in the middle is our wise men or our magi. Because as we read from our text today, we see that the wise or the, the magi, they, they saw the star, they followed it, and they were going to Jesus, but they ended up making a stop with King Herod first. And Herod used his power and influence to try to gain uh, access to Jesus through the magi. And so the magi are told they have to go find Jesus and then report back. Well, what this means is that most likely, if the, if the Magi had reported back to Herod, then Jesus would have been killed, that this threat to the Roman Empire would have been squashed. But on the other hand, the Magi are wanting to remain faithful to God, and so if they decide not to report back to Herod, their lives are in danger. If we put ourselves in the Magi's shoes, then we can kind of feel how powerless they may have felt in this situation, stuck between two hard decisions. On one hand, putting the Messiah, this new king of the Jews' life in danger, defying God. And on the other hand, putting their own lives in danger by defying Herod and the Roman Empire. Sometimes I think we can feel like the Magi, stuck between our loyalty to God and the powers of our world. The powers we face sometimes are very obvious, but oftentimes are kind of nuanced and, and they work in a way that we don't even recognize they are working in. Influence is being used without us realizing it. For example, if we try to follow God's will and be good stewards of our resources, Maybe we decide that we are going to try to limit our waste because of the negative impacts that waste has on our ecosystem, on our environment. However, upon trying to accomplish that task, we might find that it is simply not cost-effective, not time-efficient, and that what little we are able to accomplish isn't having much of an impact anyway that trying to follow God's will, being good, resources, being good stewards of our, or our ecological resources is not feasible, too big of a task. In the grand scheme of things, following God by being good stewards of our resources might seem insurmountable. We might feel then powerless to really have any positive change, any positive impact on our environment. 
In another instance, we might feel powerless to follow God because we have to choose between protecting ourselves and our family and our children or risking our security, our stability to help someone in need. Maybe we have a family member or a friend who is sick or who needs our support, but by giving them support, we have to give up something else. Maybe we have to take off time from work or we have to let go of something we worked so hard to build up. It comes at too much of a personal sacrifice. There are numerous situations that we face every day when we're forced to choose between following God or following the powers of the situations of our world. And when it comes down to it, we often feel powerless to follow God. We feel powerless to follow God. However, as the Magi illustrate for us, we can remain faithful to God, even in those hard situations when we feel like we can't really make any sort of difference. Now, as I mentioned before, we don't really know much about the Magi in our story today, the wise men, as they're said. What we do know is mainly speculation from scholars and theologians. What we do know is that the Magi were people who were capable of interpreting dreams or of reading the stars. And while we often view them as kings because of the uh, song, We Three Kings, it's very catchy and that we sing around this time of year, it's not really that accurate. And the, really the Magi are these people who we read are from the Far East, most likely in modern days at somewhere around Iraq or Saudi Arabia. And we, re, we can read in from the text that they were probably wealthy characters because they open up their treasure chests when they see baby Jesus offering gold and frankincense and myrrh, items which were very expensive and still are oftentimes today. So the Magi would have seen this star, or maybe a comet as some scholars speculate, and they would have understood its significance because astrological phenomenon was something that was expected and, and really common during Jesus's, or the time of Jesus' birth. And especially for the Jewish culture, it would have been known, widely accepted, as, as a star would have been something that signifies the birth of the coming Messiah the birth of a new king. And so the Magi didn't probably know what kind of a king Jesus would end up being, but they would have known that that star would have signified someone who is a king and therefore someone who was worthy of the adoration of a king. The Magi ended up not obeying King Herod and they most likely put their lives at risk. They had to escape through an alternate route, as we read in the text after ours today. They chose to protect Jesus. And their faithfulness shows the power of God to work in unexpected and hard situations. Those times when we feel we are powerless. That is when the faithfulness of God gives us power to act. So when we are faced with the, the powers of our world and we feel that we're powerless, God's power gives us hope. The faithfulness of the Magi to baby Jesus, God 
with us, Emmanuel as he's called, serve as examples of people who follow God despite all that is working against them. And that reminds us that the salvation God was bringing about in Jesus expands to all people. Not only the nation of Israel, not only the Jewish people, but these people who were far who were from the far east. God's salvation brought about in baby Jesus is for all people. And so while the Magi resisted the evil of their world in the Roman Empire and King Herod, we are called to resist the evils of our world in all variety of ways that we can. As uh, baby Oliver was baptized last night, his parents got to uh, share a vow that we say in the Methodist church as we are being baptized and joined. And that is that we will resist all evils and oppressions in whatever forms they might present themselves. And that is still what we are called to do each and every day. Considering all that Jesus is for us as God among us, We have the power to resist evils and injustices. Our faithfulness to God because of Jesus gives us the power to make a difference, even when we don't feel like we can. Faithfulness to God gives us power to resist those that work against God. So as Christ's church, we must confront the oppressive, the destructive powers of the world. As we are empowered by the saving presence of Jesus, who is God with us. So, my questions are What injustices do you see around you? What powers are at work to destroy good in your lives? What areas in your life do you feel powerless to make any sort of change or difference? Do you feel God calling you to make a difference? How? Why? Where? These are all questions that we have to ask ourselves and seek answers to. The Magi did their part to resist King Herod, but they also showed us the power of obedience to God when they followed the star to Jesus. They let the star be their guide as they recognized the worth of Jesus as a king. So maybe we're thinking about the new year ahead, 2024, and we're faced with where God is calling us in the world. And we feel like, I could really use a star for guidance. Maybe we've been following our own star but are faced with a roadblock like the Magi were with King Herod. Maybe we feel powerless to resist the bigger forces at work in our community, our culture, our government, our world. Whatever our situation, let the faithfulness of the Magi give us courage to act. Let them give us courage to act. If we think back to Star Wars, we, the first movie they came out with, which wasn't originally named this, but later was given the name A New Hope, set the tone 
for the entire series and kind of the whole Star Wars universe. We have this big empire, this big power, this big oppressive, destructive, fearful force. And we have this little tiny resistance for good. And this resistance didn't didn't have a chance, but they continued to cling to the power of seeking good so that others in their world might have peace. When they were seemingly against overwhelming, insurmountable odds, they looked to a star of their own to make it through. And for those little rebels, that star was a word, and that word was hope. Hope for the future is what guided the the rebels in Star Wars. My hope is that Jesus, the word made flesh, would be a star for our life. That when we feel hopeless, when we feel powerless to follow God or to bring about a change in our world, that Jesus would inspire us. That Jesus would guide us like the star guided the Magi. May we all be empowered to change our world for the glory of our loving, faithful, ever-present God. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, you have shown your faithfulness to us throughout all of time. And as we look to the gift of baby Jesus, help us to find hope. Help us to find hope to face the powers of our world when we feel we don't have a choice. When we feel like following you is insurmountable, is too hard of a task. And God, when the powers of our world make it so that we can't hear you, let us look to the light of Jesus to make it through. Let us look to him as our star to guide us through like the Magi were guided by the star so that all of our world, us included, would know and feel your love. In this we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.